You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio, Aaron Rodgers and all that comes with him is back. And Devontae Adams is also, but well, we don't know for sure. The Smith brothers are separated. And the cap gymnastics are scoring a perfect 10. Four quarters of Packers talk. Right here on Cheesehead Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. It's a good day for big news here on Cheesehead Radio. Big Packer news anyway. As we hit the teenage years going into our 13th season. Our esteemed hosts tonight are Kelly Hodson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter, C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter, and lastly, Little O'Me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV, Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. That's it for the preliminaries. Let's get this show on the road. Well, well, you've been hiding under a rock. <laughs> well, and you know, you may have heard some news, maybe about Aaron Rodgers. Possibly, maybe you haven't. <laughs> maybe he was going to retire. Maybe he was going to get traded. No, he will be back with the Green Bay Packers. A move that came as a bit of a surprise. Also, if you've been hiding under a rock and not listening to our show for about the last four months. A little bit surprising, but Rogers number twelve is back with the pack guys. <laughs> I, was, I was actually surprised by how bloodless it was. Yeah, um, sorry, <clears throat> I had to cough there. Uh, yeah, Rogers is back. Wonderful, right? You're gonna have a field day with all the can kicking you're gonna do, CD. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you should. You're probably doing cartwheels over there, not because you want Rogers back, but just because of all the can kicking you're going to be able to say and do. Al, Am I I'm right? Gonna, I'm going to kick your can one of these days. You know that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll just join the rest of the Packers cans at the end of the road because there's going to be a bunch of them, right? Oh, Meanwhile, there are several kick the can gifts. So I'm just taking advantage of those and sending them every time to see. <laughs> crazy. Now, right, give us the bad news. Go ahead. Run through it. My bad news? It's a lot of money. That's the bad news. It the, is numbers, the numbers. The numbers. You like the it, numbers. It is a record. It's $150 million guaranteed. Uh, he is going to earn $42 million this year. Almost, oh my gosh, almost $60 million next season. And then back down to a incredibly manageable $49.3 million in 2024 2025 2026 are avoidable years this of course an nfl record uh contract for a quarterback for any nfl player to sign and of course that's what he wanted he wanted the largest contract at this point in time and he got it but you know the packers were able to uh save some money on the salary cap with the way they structured it for now you know so it's going to help them this year uh, it's going to be a bit of a help next year. And after that, boy, those cans are really going to start to kick in. <laughs> well, if you remember in our last show, we talked about a lot of these players who've had these gap years in which even when their contract expires, a lot of their salary will be pushed into a year after they're gone. Right. So that will still be during this contract for Rogers. Yep. And 
Wow. I mean, it's really setting up a mess in 2024, 2025 and beyond. Um, okay. The, let, let's, let's just the only on. hope, right? Yes. The only hope is that the rumors that the cap is going to go up 20 million next year and 20 million the year after that, which would be 2024, that would be the only hope to save us for, from absolute ruin. <laughs> So let's hope those TV contracts <laughs> kick in and that money starts flowing and, uh, and at least that'll be some relief. I just wish I had a job that two, af- two years after I was done that would still be making a boatload of cash. I guess yeah. I went with the wrong field. What a great deal. So his cap hit moves down to $28.5 million, From which, 40 something right? Yes. So we, we knew that the Packers at one point were... 40 million above and they renegotiate a bunch of contracts, got it down to around, you know, uh, 20 or so did this deal. They got themselves down to under 10, a couple other deals we'll talk about later in the show. Looks like they've gotten down to the four o'clock deadline today, uh, to be at zero. Uh, although probably with still a couple of asterisks on the way, yep. but first of all, let's just get this out of the way. We're on the horn here. Your feelings on Rogers being back. Good, bad, and different. Kelly, you may have the honors of going first. If All you right. Um, I would have been fine had he walked, but now that he's signed, he's our quarterback. I'm going to back him. And to quote Al Davis, just win. I don't want the drama. Just get behind the, the center and take us to a Super Bowl. That's all I ask. Don't need the drama. Don't need, don't need to know what purge he's on with. It includes like weird clarified butter. No, just play football and win. I will cheer for you then. I will cheer for you until you retire. <laughs> I'm just so sped up with the whole drama. I want it to be over. And it's like, yeah, he's our quarterback. You can't really debate it one way or the other. So nutshell, summing up, Aaron Rodgers, I will cheer for you if you just get us to a Super Bowl. Well, I'll cheer for you if he doesn't either. Either okay. way. It's like, All right. He's our quarterback. I'm going to cheer for him. I don't have to agree with the things he does personally and in his private life. I don't care for the drama. I'm going to cheer for him as a quarterback. Jersey Al. Um, I really don't have much different to say than that. I mean, I was all ready for him to move on and let the the Jordan Love era begin. And let's see if we have something or not. And I was actually more interested to see Matt LaFleur coach without Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. You know, that, that would have been the one thing that I would have really have liked to see. However... As Kelly said, if he's back and, you know, two years in a row, MVP, best quarterback in the league, arguably, uh, if he's back, he's our quarterback. And I hope that he can lead us to a Super Bowl win. And I will cheer for him and I will cheer for the team. And I'm pretty good at just accepting the situation as it is. So I'm in acceptance mode. Well, good for you. All right, CD, since you've asked us, what's your answer? Well, I'll be honest, that was genuinely, and maybe it's just because I think even on on our show, we overthought it and said, you know, there's really no way this can happen. We're really excited. And obviously everyone must agree, except for Brian Gutekunst, who clearly did not. Um, This is more than just taking Aaron Rodgers on for another year. You know what I mean? You know, the old, uh, you know, let's win now, last dance. Well, we just meant this one's the last dance. This is a three-year marriage. Yeah, this will take Aaron Rodgers until he's 41. Right. That that's I think that's where my heart is sinking a little bit. 
like you guys, oh, if Aaron Rodgers back one more year, fine, we'll do another last dance. But this really is an extension. This is a, they can't really move on. It is a $68 million dead cap hit for next year and about a $68 million dead cap hit in 2024. Um, that doesn't mean Rodgers can't decide to move on. True, but it would still be a cap hit for <laughs> Well, us, it's, I mean, the cap isn't his problem, is it? No, it isn't. No, it's okay. not. So and he has a no-trade clause, doesn't he? Does he not? Well, I don't see that. I don't no. remember that being on the new contract. Because yeah. it had been alluded to all week, but nobody knew because it was like, is he going to sign? Is he not going to sign? He said he was going to sign, but he hasn't no, signed. And when he finally signed... The, when, when the whole thing went down the previous offseason, uh, one of the things that got them back, got him back, you know, days before camp opened, whatever, you know, the, all the things that they talked about was one that they agreed that if at any time, and this, I guess, was like a gentleman's agreement. It wasn't in a contract that if at any time they were going to try to trade Rogers, that he would have a say in, in where he would be going. So right. I remember that, but I don't think it was officially in a contract. I would be really shocked if he had a no trade clause because Aaron Rodgers at this point with the Packers organization holds all the cards. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if it turns out that the Packers really do tank because they can't manage the cap, he wouldn't want it. You know, he doesn't need it. He wants the ability to move. He would want the ability to go. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's probably the similar to what we, what you just described, Al. He'll have a say in it if it comes to it, but um, I don't think they he's will try have to a, accommodate him if they can. Right, right. Which means he'll go play for an AFC team. So what this this creates is a reimagining, a rethinking of maybe what we had expected. We expected that this was the last dance. We expected, yeah, maybe we'll stretch it one more year. This now makes the handoff to Jordan Love very, very complicated. Yeah, <laughs> if, if even existent. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Do you, I mean, you've invested this first-round trick uh, first round pick plus <laughs> draft capital to move up to get him in the first round. You know, you, you obviously you wanted him to be some sort of successor, but is this a six year plan, five years on a bench? It doesn't seem likely. No. And, and you look at Rogers, where right? I think you saw a lot more promise when he was going through the first couple of years behind Favre. I know that he, Jordan Love didn't look bad in that game that that far, or that that Rodgers was out with COVID, but he looked like he was still nowhere near ready for prime time in his second year. And I just personally, I personally, this is my opinion. I, I don't think he's progressed as much as I would have wanted to have seen for somebody that's being groomed to be a starting quarterback. So, like you said, the, the Colts, the Browns, the Steelers are in the market for a quarterback. Do they want to settle for okay and not? out of the box, ready to go. Does he have more draft or does he have more trade capital at this point versus bringing Rogers back? And because I think this is definitely a situation where Rogers had the Packers over a barrel because they could, they could have postured and said, yeah, we're going to go with love, but everybody knew he wasn't ready. So Rogers got, had the opportunity to negotiate for, for more money because the Packers didn't have somebody that's ready to go next year. I, I kind of disagree. I think that. Denver could have thrown in Drew Locke, and he's your gap quarterback. You know, he's pro- probably not your guy for the future, but I-, I don't think the Packers were in a situation where the fear of not having Aaron Rodgers was crippling. I think it was the fear of the backlash or the popularity or 
maybe the trauma induced from 2008. <laughs> like we don't want to repeat that. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'll be honest. I really don't know what Gutekunst is thinking with this because it really, you don't creates... know what he's thinking. No, I don't because he's... I think it's pretty obvious what he's thinking, <laughs> but it, Al, yes, you're creating this quote unquote last opportunity window, you know, jamming the window open for 2022 when it's pretty obvious 2023 and 2024 the the cap is going to become so ridiculous unless like you said it goes up by you know 60 million dollars a year or something and it's just hard to look at when we know we're probably going to have less talent on this team this year than we had last year and we couldn't get past the you know the first playoff series but look what is what is the NFL all about what is every team all about what's the one goal that every that is common to every team and that be willing to do anything almost anything to get and that is win the Super Bowl. What is what are the Packers' best chances of winning a Super Bowl? Is it with Jordan Love their quarterback or somebody else? It's not. So he's willing to do this. He's willing to take the chance for this year and possibly next year. I'm not sure it's just going to be one year. I think Rodgers at least plays out two years. And the, like I said, the cap is going to go up uh, that second year, which will help. And Al, but just to I point out... At this point, Rodgers has always said he wanted to ideally play until he's 40. So 2023 would be his right. year 40. I, I think it's just, you know what, guys? They looked at each other in the room and said, what's our best chance to put a Super Bowl on our resume? A Super Bowl win on our resume. And this is it. So we're going to do it. And, yeah, we're probably going to have a bunch of years of mediocrity afterwards. So we better damn win it. And that's the, that's the roll of the dice they're willing to take. You know, not I don't know that it would be my roll of the dice, but that's what they're doing. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I just but, wouldn't do that either. I, I this would not be my play. This would not be my plan to say let's yeah. truly sacrifice. I mean, every we've talked about this for two seasons. We're sacrificing the future to try to win now. Well, that didn't work. Well, we'll sacrifice a little more future to try to win again now. Last dance, and now it's literally like we're sacrificing everything in the future. To try to win even more now, and it's like, well, you yeah. know, your your personal future has has nothing to do with what had their personal future. Good and cool <laughs> with floor all has to do with do we win a Super Bowl or not? Mm-hmm. And if we don't do it in the next couple of years, we're not going to be here anyway. So let's go with the best chance that we have, and that's what they're doing. Not I defending just, it, and, you know, I just just saying, don't like it. You don't have to don't like it. it. You're a reasonable fan. That's your problem. I know. If you were one of these unreasonable (laughs) fans that we deal with every day on Twitter, you'd be fine. But you're not. So it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Blame CD. We usually blame me. Blame CD. It's your fault for being reasonable. Uh, Okay. Should I stop? Darn it. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what to do. No, because you you need to balance me out, I guess. Well, point well taken. So, you know, what does this say about this entire experiment with Jordan Love? I mean, was this this a plan that Gutekunst had three years ago and said, hey, this is a great idea. And now it says, eh, forget it. Now we're going to trade him. I mean, is this a failure or well, in a way, was was it a backhanded success because he wanted to motivate Aaron Rodgers to play better for two years? I, I don't know. That, that I don't know. But yet you have to take it into consideration, right, that when Jordan Love was drafted, was Rodgers coming off some great MVP season? He was not. 
He was not. In fact, he was looking pretty, what, human that Jank year. Phoning yeah. it in. What's the word? Janky. Janky? Is that with not a G or a J? It's a J. Sounds like a J, but I'm not sure I know what that means. It means like um, garbage. Garbage, rundown. Right. So, yeah. is with what Gutekun saw and what LaFleur saw for the, after that season, would they feel comfortable saying, yeah, well, we trust that Rodgers is going to be here in five years and still be playing at MV- and be playing at an MVP level? Of course not. So, looking out for the best interest of the team, they did what they had to do. Let's get somebody else in here in case – this really is the end for Roger. Now, as you said, it ended up waking Rogers up and going back and looking at the tape and finding out flaws and doing a whole bunch of stuff that he hadn't done for years. I don't know that that was their intention, though. I think their intention was just looking out for themselves, just protecting, you know, covering their bases in case this was the end for Roger. Just my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's the way I look at it. So what do we do with Jordan Love? Do we keep him on as QB2, or do they shop him around? Well, they're not going to go with Bankert as QB2. No, they won't. But right? he does a good job of taking a knee, and he's a, has huge entertainment value in social yes, media. Yes, well, that's good. That's a good role for him, right? However, <laughs> you know, And honestly, two- I think he makes more money as a professional gamer than he does being the, the scout quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. That's possible, I guess. But, you know, two years in, are they going to give up on Jordan Love and basically admit we made a big mistake that not not the mistake in in, uh, drafting a quarterback, but in thinking that he was the one? They're not going to do that. They're going to give him more time to develop and they're going to keep him as as a backup quarterback. That's what I think. However, we were talking before about value. Is Jordan Love ever likely to have more value than right now? No, probably not. Right. You got really what's considered one of the worst quarterback drafts in years this year. Nobody's excited about any of these quarterbacks coming out. Right. So you have teams that like Jordan Love when he was coming out and the Colts have been the one mentioned the most. uh, But you also have the Browns. who I think they're looking to trade Baker Mayfield or something uh, I was reading. So he's got value now. But what is that value? Is that value worth not having a second string quarterback? I don't think it is. So I don't think they're going to do it. It might be the wrong move, but I don't think they're going to do it. All right. Well, that'll take us to the end of our first quarter. If you are a reasonable Packer fan, this is a loss. (laughs) If you're an irrational Packer fan, it's a win. That's a good summary. Yeah, that's so enough. A win for signing Rodgers? Yeah. yeah. If you want Super Bowl or bust. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So well, maybe we'll just call it a time. So moving on to the second quarter and the last big bit of news, a lot of excitement because uh, his other fellow All-Pro MVP-esque person, Devontae Adams, was recently franchise tagged, which if I'm correct, that's the first time they've used that franchise tag. Gosh, since the Ryan, 90s? Ryan Pick, Ryan, no, Ryan Pick. Ryan it was Pick. Ryan Pick. Yeah, we, we discussed this. Again. 2000, was it 2009, somewhere in there? Yeah, either 8 or 9. it was nine. 11. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was uh, one That's of those possible. years, yes. Um, <laughs> put him at about a $20 million tender for 2022. Everyone said, yay. Uh, rumors are that he they did try to negotiate a contract that would have averaged about $23 million a year. He turned it down. Yeah, that's not going to do it. No. No, he wants like but, $30 million. Well, oh. Close to it. Right. About I think 28. 28 would do it. Yeah. yeah. 
But Devontae now comes out and says, rather assuredly, I will not play for a tag this year, which we know no happens surprise. an awful lot, you know, around the NFL. So the yeah. franchise tag is kind of a negotiating tool. You know, I got you. I got your rights. Player and then says, the player says, oh, no, you don't because yeah. I don't have to play. Watch exactly. me say it's all part of the little dance that they play, you know. So, so how more, long is it going to take to actually negotiate this if we already tagged him? We're stuck they have, with him. They have until July 15th. Mm-hmm. So they have time. So it could be a draft day scenario. You never know. What, but, a trade, you mean? Yes. If they, I, don't, I don't think they're going to trade him. No, I don't think so either. I think they're going to try I, to sign him. Yeah. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're bursting I, I, CD's bubbles left I, and right I, here tonight. I, yeah, meanwhile, I, CD's I, like, get will. rid of him. Whenever oh, no, C gets I, quiet like that, you know, he's like, his jaw is wide open, his jaw dropped. Like, did they really say that? I just yes, we did. Also, he's I'll, also like, oh my God, Kelly and Al agreed. <laughs> which rarely happens. <laughs> That's not true. No. <clears throat> but uh, Devontae Adams will play for the Packers. It's my prediction. Because Rodgers wants it so. And because Randall Cobb sacrificed a whole bunch of his salary so that they can give it to Devontae. No, I don't think Cobb has anything to do with it. No, I know. No, I'm I just don't. being facetious. Okay. In the event they were to try to do a sign-and-trade scenario, which does happen in the NFL and is a possibility. Um, not very <clears> often. But not sorry. often, but possible. Uh, two teams that are rumored to be very, very interested would be the Raiders and the Colts. Uh, the Colts have already sacrificed, I believe, their first-round pick this year. Uh, but they still have a pick number 42 in the second round. The Raiders have picked 22. Um, neither obviously are great unless the Colts maybe, or the Raiders wanted to go to a future year first round pick, which is also not unlikely, but neither would help us this season. If right. It's yeah. I, w- I wouldn't see that. So I don't see him going for the, this love. You were going to trade. I would see him in the top third of the first round. Is that's what they would wheel and deal for. It'd be great, but that's, that's, that's a pretty high price for a wide receiver, even as great for, as he is. The best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. I don't know if you they, you traded a top 10 pick for a, a wide receiver, a defensive end, or a quarterback, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Jonathan Adams has got this kind of yeah. extra superpower that I think... Extra superpower. I don't know. He's that good, is what I'm saying. Well, he's amazing. And you've got teams that are desperate that could offer more but I, I like i said i don't think he's getting traded because right now the, the teams that would really want him i don't think are enticing enough for, th- for the packers right now because the 42nd pick it's it's like round one and a half he's worth more than that all right so you guys predict that there will be a negotiation that he will come back and play for some 20 20- some sort of cap hit that'll only be like fifteen million this year, but he's actually getting paid thirty-five million, and then it'll jack up to forty million the next two years. Something like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> because of course that's what they'll do. So now we're hoping the TV contract comes in at like a fifty million dollar increase in the cap next year. <clears throat> well, you're just throwing math. Uncorroborated math numbers out there. Uncorroborated so math Correct. numbers. How you're, dare you? You just you just negotiated a contract for Devontae Adams, like you know what it would be. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Let's be well, and I'll be honest, given what's happened in the last two weeks, I honestly so <laughs> you, none of us do. None of us do. So don't feel bad. Because holy moly, this is all right. Well, Devontae back. Uh we don't know what's going on with him, so we're gonna call the second quarter a push as well. 
Uh, we're going to move on to the third quarter, which is some very interesting news here. Our linebacker core has isn't looking that bad right now. Um, we're, we're, it's it's a little exciting. We had been uh, talking during our predictions that we felt that it was very likely we we're going to lose both Smith brothers and that our sudden mm. all-pro uh, middle linebacker, Devonta Campbell, would also not be able to be afforded under the salary cap. In the end, we still have our man, Rashawn Gary, as a down lineman, uh, rushing uh, defensive end slash linebacker. Preston Smith uh, had a somewhat surprise extension uh, given to him to bring him back, puts on a hashtag lifer on his Twitter since he is now signed through 2026 and he is presently, I think, around 30 years old. So this could very well be his last contract unless he gets cut later on with all those huge contracts. But he reduces his cap hit by almost $9 million, which doesn't hurt the backers cap situation. And doesn't make it a surprise. I don't think it was a surprise at all. You don't think so? No. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I, I thought he had the best chance. No, between I, him and Zedarius, it, it makes so uh, no an extension for him just made a ton of sense. Assuming that Zedarius was gone, which I think that we definitely all assumed, right? We all agreed mm-hmm. on that, yes. Yeah, but no, I mean personally, I I expected that. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> don't put those words in my mouth. How about you just narrate the show, Al? How's that sound? <laughs> Wait, am I being too vocal tonight? <laughs> Tune in next week where, for another episode of Al was right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, but where I was incredibly right was Devon. De- 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 I can't even talk. Devondre Campbell. A couple of people scoffed at me earlier in the week. I'm like, you know, they're going to offload and build around Campbell for their defense. And that, that was a. Pl- I would call that a pleasant surprise. That it was. I was Absolutely. very happy. But we were all at, hopeful, right? But look at who the leader on the field was last year. It was Campbell. They are restructuring oh, yeah. the defense with him. As one of the featured players. Yeah, without a doubt. He made such a huge difference last year. And, and evidently opened the Packers' eyes that, you know what? Maybe it is important <laughs> to have a good inside linebacker who can tackle. <laughs> and doesn't overshoot like Clay Matthews started to do. Well, Matthews was really there for his pass rush. So, different well, situation. You know, and I've really, you know, I've written articles on this, you know, since 2008 when they switched to the 3-4 defense on the importance of the, the, that middle linebacker and what their role is supposed to be and, you know, how I can read about a 3-4 defense and understand how that middle linebacker is supposed to be there and making tackles, wrapping up and, and eating up blockers so other people can make plays and how I can know that. And they haven't figured that out for 13 years until they signed this guy from the Falcons uh, who, what, all pro? And no one ever heard of him before. I mean, it's crazy. And they got him on such a reasonable deal. I mean, yeah. five years, fifty million. Yeah. I think all of us on game one were like, uh, "Who's fifty nine? That's it's 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 awesome. And and actually, his um, since we're talking about linebackers here, uh, Chris Barnes will be back. Uh, he gets a one year tender for the league minimum because I guess he was in an exclusive rights. Uh, Free agent, so exactly. Yep. Randy Ramsey did as well. Yeah. That's not as exciting to hear about, but yes. No. <laughs> he's he's more right, he's a a backup edge rusher. Hold yeah. on, who is right. he? <laughs> I don't remember his name. Rambo, they call him. Shelly knows nicknames. Evidently. Yeah. Zadarius Smith though, unsurprisingly let go. Maybe not just for his cap hit, but 
this was an interesting conclusion to his career here in Green Bay. I mean, after hitting the scene and being so dominant and maybe taking a slight step back, you know, two seasons ago, this past year, he, I don't know, he, he was out, he was injured, didn't play, kind of came back at the end of the year. But then never really played. And never really played. I don't know. It was it was there's, kind there's of a, seems, Yeah, there seemed to be some resentment on his part over a few things. One was the the reworking of his contract. Of course, his agent and he had to agree to it, so I don't quite understand that. Uh, the other was not being named a team captain. Uh, he was pretty vocal on social media about being disappointed about that. So right then and there, you thought, well, something's going on in the locker room if they didn't vote for this guy that was such a, you know, a leader on the field as a, as a team captain. And then you got into the mysterious back injury that never healed itself until miraculously the playoff game. You know, these oh, are wait, all. Wait, was it when they, they let him go? Didn't he say he didn't pass physical or am I thinking a different player? No, no, that's Billy Turner. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. Bad, my bad. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, where was I now? See, this is why you can't interrupt me. Zadarius Smith, locker room presence. <laughs> right. Um, so he wasn't named captain. And then, oh, yeah, the injury. Then he gets this mysterious back injury, which nobody really. It was never really reported how he injured his back or where he injured his back, right? Or what the surgery was. Or any of that stuff was all kind of, you know, kept quiet. And then suddenly for the playoff game, there he is. I'm ready to play. Um, A little suspicious, you know. I mean, I don't try to be suspicious and cynical that much. But the whole thing, when you put all the parts together, something wasn't right in the relationship between him and the Packers. And he just seemed bitter, like vague, I, v- vague booking, so to speak, on Instagram the past couple of weeks. It just seemed very passive aggressive. Yeah, that's basically what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> there was also, I think Preston Smith had some comments, I don't know, last off season that they had been close. I can't remember what the comment was about, if it was with his kid or something like that, and that he expected zadarius to hey what's zadarius get him for his you know his gift or something like that and preston was like i don't talk to zadarius uh he he hasn't called (laughs) so something happened so there was something that went Uh, obviously there was a huge rift that happened there so surprising and it's it's not you you hate to see it because he is such a solid player but he just signed a four-year contract with baltimore so i guess we'll see if he uh yeah good for him he makes money Mm-hmm. Let's see if hopefully, his back holds up. Hopefully his back will be okay. So but I guess the long and short of it is in the Smith divorce, we got Preston. I guess. <clears throat> yeah. So we are going to finish the third quarter with the Smith divorce. Uh, we're going to call that a win because that's a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid front seven right there. Preston Smith, Devondra Campbell, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, I would put those four up against just about anyone. Fantastic. That's a win. Moving on to the fourth quarter. Now we got to look at this. We were up against the deadline on Wednesday. The Packers had to get from about $7 million over the cap down to zero by 4 o'clock. Two moves were made, Jersey Allen. I'm going to turn it over to you. Two that moves. made that happen. Um both a little surprising and, and uh, pretty unusual in today's NFL. Why don't you hit us up with both of those, Jersey? Well, thanks to the, the goodness of Randall Cobb, the kindness in his heart, 
he is now making $5.5 million less than he did last year. But he's still on a team, so that's, I'm sure, what he wanted, as opposed to just being cut completely. His salary goes from $8.5 million down to $3 million with a straight pay cut. It's not an extension. It's not a restructure. He's just making $3 million this year. Simple as that. So that helped a lot with the cap. Um, not sure anybody really expected that. Everybody expected one of the other options. But works out great for the Packers, and hopefully he's happy still being on the team and being satisfied with making $3 million. The second thing really came as a bit of a surprise just before, well, I saw it anyway, just before we started our, our show, is that uh, there's going to be no more Bojo bombs for the Packers this year. The Packers did not um, have, have cut, sorry, sorry, have cut Corey Bajorquez, their punter who they picked up last year uh, in a switch of draft picks trade. Um, and he is gone. So, you know, it's probably a couple of reasons there. Number one, he had a pretty good year until the weather got cold and then it all went to pot. And, you know, in Green Bay, if you can't punt in the cold, you're really not much good to the Packers. And the second thing is a, a year-long struggle with holding for place kicks, which earlier in the year was a major problem. Got a little bit better, but was never really great. Uh, and could have been one of the reasons why Mason Crosby had a down year. So those two things combined, the Packers have decided we're not going to have a punter on our roster right now. So we're going to go look for somebody, probably an undrafted free agent uh, is where they'll be looking. But they do have three kickers on the team. So there's that. Three kickers and no punter. And that's where we are right now. So where it'll be, and I don't know, this could be the conspiracy theorist to me, that we have a special teams coordinator. It sounds like it's an elevation coordinator. from from coach. Is this him asserting his control over special teams and his quality control? Could he, Bahorka has been shown the door, not just because of salary cap, you know, yeah, one, some, one million and some change is kind of pricey for a punter, but could this also be special teams cleaning house? Because like you said, he had some problems with holding. Yeah, it's hard to say if it was um, strictly a matter of, you know, Basaccia came in and they're watching tape for a while now and he sees things that he doesn't like and say, well, just do something else. Or, you know, if uh, Goody Koontz comes down and one day and says, hey, uh, hey Rich, uh, you know, how would you feel if uh, if we didn't bring the Harquez back? Because uh, we really need that one million. And Rich says, oh, I can go find somebody else. So maybe it's a joint decision. Maybe it was totally Gutenkun say, look, this is what we're doing. We're going to find you somebody else. Hard to say. Could be any of those three. The other move that kind of was surprising was what they did with Devondre Campbell's contract. It's a lot Um, of blind faith. Oh, my word. It is. Kind of a handshake agreement that they made. Obviously, we know that it's a great deal. I mean, 50 million over five years. That's great, but it's still 10 million a year. And they were 7 million away from the cap. They've literally not signed him. They've literally just said, Hey, we're not going to sign this yet. You just hang out and be cool and don't sign with any other teams. And as soon as we cut more salary cap, we'll, we'll finalize the whole deal. So technically Devonder Campbell, who we've who we've agreed to, to terms, uh, and even agreed to what the terms of the contract will be, 
It is not signed yet, but we had to get to zero by four o'clock on Wednesday. And that was another reason how they got there. That's a lot of trust. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, they have a hopefully it was a very strong handshake agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Not a not a limpy handshake, you know. (laughs) There was a player that backed out of an agreement this week, I think. Randy Gregory. Yeah, I'm Cowboys. He was going to sign back with the Cowboys and. When they got the contract, there was something in there they didn't like in the contract. Denver offered him the exact same deal, and he went and signed with Denver. So hopefully that's the cautionary tale of don't do that, Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah. No surprises on the contract, please. So a couple other moves. We have Billy Turner is gone. We have Lucas Patrick has signed with the Bears. Um, Alan Lazard has signed a second round, has a second round tender. Does not sound like that's going to get challenged, so... Looks and like he's pretty he happy with it too. It sounds yeah. like yeah, he'll be back. He's just a great guy, you yeah. know. Gosh, you just want to root for a guy that says, "Man, our return team sucks. Put me in so I can block." I mean, oh, that's just yeah. And the guy's the guy just thrilled like. to be where he is, right? I mean, there were no expectations for him as far as an NFL career, and he worked and he worked and he worked and he made it to this point where, you know. Argu- arguably, you could say he's the Packers' number two wide receiver. So, yeah, he so. is. You know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, if MVS doesn't come back, for sure. But um, in any case, for him, you got to be happy for him. And he's happy for himself to be making $3.8 million when he didn't even know if he'd ever play it down in the NFL. So good for him. We also have our unrestricted rights free agents that were tendered. Six of the eight were tendered as Al mentioned before, Chris Barnes, uh, linebacker, will be back uh, with the tender. Randy Ramsey also we mentioned. But in addition, offensive tackle, Yash Nyman. Yes. We need, that. we need Yash. Well, especially Billy Turner isn't going to be Especially if Turner gone, right. Exactly. Which I also and, say, it's like, why was it? not going to be back in time to start the season, right? And so. why was it Nyman in that playoff Oh, uh, don't bring that up. Oh, please. Put lemon juice in that paper cut. Oh, you had to do it. (laughs) Malik Taylor is back. Dominique Daphne is back. And Jake Hansen Center is back. Henry Black and Chauncey Rivers were the two uh, players who were not tendered. Henry Black, maybe a surprise. Surprise. He he got a lot of snaps as as the dime defensive back and and a backup safety last year. So that's that's definitely a bit of a surprise. Look for a... uh, uh, safety on on draft uh, during the draft weekend. Yeah, I have no doubt that that'll happen. Yeah. So Russell Douglas is the guy that's still out there that I think a lot of Packer fans are still jonesing for. Uh, we talked even a couple weeks ago. You know, if we had a choice between Russell Douglas or Devonder Campbell, we all would take Devonder Campbell. But now we got Devonder Campbell, <laughs> which is great. Yes, we're happy. Uh, but now people are saying that Russell. Gosh, they're trying. He's just too good. I mean, they're trying. Yeah. Why do you have to have so much success? You know, why do you have to intercept so many passes, which is like the most (laughs) visible thing that you can do to get noticed in the NFL? If he had just quietly broken up those passes instead of intercepted them, you know, (laughs) at least a couple of them. Anyway, let's hope they can do something. Certainly, we know it's going to be very difficult, but we'll see what happens. And even if the Packers are at zero right now to get Devondre Campbell, they're still going to have to make some cuts to get signed anyone else, plus the rookie class. They yeah. still got some more stuff coming. Right. 
Jair Alexander, probably the next person on the block to kick his cans down the road. Uh, an extension is said to probably save about $9.8 million. Adrian Amos, an extension of him would save another 5.1. And at this point, I'm just ready to say, guess what? If we're extending everybody and kicking every can down the road, you may as well just <laughs> extend everyone and kick them all. So you know what, Adrian Amos, let's save five million with you. Dean Lowry, let's save another three million with year with you. I don't. Everybody I, gets an I extension. I don't care anymore. So just extend everybody and you, you know, get an extension. You get an extension. We'll have six people on the roster in 2025 because that's all we can afford. NCD um, will be insufferable by that time. True. I already am. Anyway. But yeah, we we very self aware anyway. I am. Thank you. But I do think (laughs) that there are a lot of moves still to come. I don't know if Russell Douglas is going to fit into the plans. Oh, I hope. I hope. This is probably, and someone wrote about it earlier today. um, This may be the most top heavy, you know, contract structure, salary cap structure, possibly in NFL history at this point. I mean, having this many huge contracts total money contracts at the top, you know, teams don't normally do this guys. I mean, they learned a lesson watching the 49ers back in the nineties and, you know, going to cap hell for like two, three years and, you know, you having a hard time getting back teams don't do this. So this is, this is the whole idea that Gutekunst is doing. This is unusual. His goals may differ from mine, but <laughs> the reality is this is a huge dice roll, huge dice roll. Here's the difference. You won't get fired if this all goes splat. Gutekunst is putting his whole job on the line with his gamble. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I suppose I would rather not have that responsibility. <laughs> but I'm no serious. Doubt. This is this. If, if they win and they, they look fabulous, yeah, it's of a course. huge win for Gutekunst. He was a genius. If we go one and out this year and maybe next year, he's not going to be GM for much longer than that because he, he, he bet the farm and he's going to lose it all. <laughs> Because he kicked too many cans. I'm just going to say it again. I thought we had a moratorium on kicking the cans. No, no, no. no I allowed it now. That, yes. And that was that a one-year. That was a one-year thing. <sighs> all I know is when 2024 comes around, there's going to be such a huge pile of cans, all yes. with little dents in them, because they've been kicked so far. Yes. Crazy. We may not even find them. All right. Well, that's going to take us to the end. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say... This whole week is a one one win, zero losses, and three pushes at this point. I mean, we'll have to see how it pans out and how the salary cap goes. But we got a lot of familiar faces back this year, and yeah. that gives a lot of Packer fans uh, some hope, hope as opposed to uncertainty. So we all like hope. Maybe overall, that's a win. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio. We're teenagers. It's our 13th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, Play Packers Talk Podcast. That's a wrap. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, everyone. Good night. Go Pack Go. Are we still here? CD?
<laughs> did we lose him? Did, did we lose our rudder? Is he on mute or is he just gone? He's here. It says he's here. <clears throat> yes. Let's see if I can. Uh, still recording. Yeah. Try to send them a chat. Uh, I don't know what happened. 